Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. I realized something while I was driving today. Behind every single great technological advancement. Oh, this. At some point, somebody said, can we use this to kill someone? <sighs> you think every great technological advancement? Oh my God, we discovered nuclear fission. We can use this to make clean power for everyone. Yeah, but can we make bombs with it? What do you... I mean, what about the guy who invented the dildo? Can we make it explode? <laughs> Can we use it to blow up it? Why? Why would... No. 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 I feel like that's a reach. That's a reach. Well, I'm... Alright, I'm talking about, like... Oh my god, we found a way to have machines repeat yeah. something. <clears throat> Can we have it fire bullets? Oh my god, we found a way to make a stronger metal by combining iron and carbon. When you okay, say Okay, can we make it sharp? Can we make Oh it my sharp? god, we found a way to shoot a rocket into space. We can explore the universe. Can you make the rocket fall down? Can we kill somebody with it? What about smartphones? Oh my god, we discovered smartphones and how to interconnect everybody at all times. Great, can we steal their data? That's not, that's not murdering them though. I, I like this joke. I'm just being a dick because. Maybe somebody's been fucked themselves to death with a dildo. Can you make it so that it vibrates so intensely that their heart palpitates? I was just gonna say internally explode like the Lovecraft country scene. <sighs> I will never get over the skin peeling, melting never, never. thing. Like, remember we had, I can't remember who was on the pod. I think it was uh, Lord God. He was like, yeah, I was going through the, uh, through Lovecraft country. And I was just like, oh, just wait till you get to the exploding sex scene. He's like, exploding sex scene? <laughs> yeah. And me and you looked at each other and we're just like, you'll know exactly what we are talking about. When you come to that bridge, you will know what you are about to cross. Oh God, the level of grotesque rising up and crashing through this is doc and ziggy and i probably could have given that a little bit more enthusiasm but you are here with the flood once again back at it your favorite weekly pop culture digest giving you our pop perspective to put the culture in context and make the mainstream make, make sense. sense because if we don't make sense we don't make dollars he forgot the whole part where we take the news that's happening around us and it shapes the culture that, that defines, defines us. us i was i didn't forget i was getting to it i was trying to find a fancy way to say it but as it has been said, it shall be said. We are back at it with more pop culture news and some of the things we had to talk to you guys about this week. Is the internet as we know it may change with section 230 being in the Supreme Court. That sounds like some words and numbers. We'll tell you what it actually is. 
and it's just in time for us to figure out whether AI is good for us or if it is absolutely terrifying. <laughs> you know what's not terrifying? Porn. And as it turns out, OnlyFans may actually be good for your sex life. And Vladimir Putin is going off the deep end. <laughs> the Jake Paul Tommy Fury fight was underway as we were getting set up to record today and, and we have since seen the conclusion right before we got started uh the highlights hit the web because nobody is faster than the internet um not and nobody the flash wants to pay 60 dollars to watch jake paul fight not superman <laughs> henry cavill would not pay 60 dollars to watch this fight nope actually I would not have been surprised to see him at the front row of this fight just because he is such a random person like Warhammer. Like really, I guess that's not random, that right? Surprise me at all that he's, he's just Warhammer. a big nerd. Yeah, he's um, a giant fucking really handsome nerd. Like so Jake Paul is not going to be uh looking what the ladies would call handsome very much longer if he continues to lose like he did tonight. Um, those highlights. God, Tommy was playing with it, toying the entire time. This was another one of those like for the like for the money fights. Uh, let's get Tommy this was bag. Celebrating like he took a W for boxing. Let's get this bag pounding on this YouTube influencer for a little bit, right? Who seems to be getting better at looking good at pretending like he wants to be a boxer. Um, like on that Bamani Jones show? It's convincing, right? Like this idea that him and his brother have of being like fighters, right? I just can't, I'm not entirely convinced of how serious they are yet, Jake right? seems more serious than Logan. You think, I think it's- the boxing aspect, because he doesn't have the personality to actually sustain himself. I think Logan it's the does. other way around. I think Logan has more, I think Logan is taking this fight thing more, this fight transition more seriously than Jake is. That's why Jake keeps doing like these, uh, like these spectacle fights, right? Like he wanted to fight like Logan fucking- Logan fought Floyd Mayweather. That is the ultimate spectacle. That was spectacle defined. You think if that was an actual fight and Floyd was actually fighting, he wouldn't knock Logan Paul. Oh yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not debating that with you at all, right? Um, they both get off on spectacle fights, but I think Logan has really decided that this may be the transition that he wants to take, whereas Jake is like trying to stay relevant while he figures out what he's going to do, right? Yeah. If Logan came on, I mean, honestly, we'd have both of them on for the instant clout, just being 100, but if we had our choice of interviewing one of the Paul brothers, I would rather interview Logan. Logan has his own podcast. My Here's my thing, right? Like, if the transition has been how it has always been, then Jake will continue to follow his big brother in whatever his big brother does. Like, if Logan decides he wants to go off and act in a fucking Marvel movie next, then that's what Jake is going to do, uh, he's right? He's clearly going to be Aquaman in the James Gunn DC yeah. universe. They'll be the Wonder Twins, right? <laughs> Even though they're not twins. I get it, internet. I know that joke doesn't really work. However, spoiler alert, if you're just now hearing this, Jake lost. 
and not in terrible fashion, but it was what, like a two to one decision, right? Uh, two to one decision with a three point difference for both judges that voted in Tommy's favor. They made it all the way to the eighth round, but like I said, this this was a scrimmage at best, at at best, right? Like it, this almost like looked like I'm not gonna say it was sparring, right? Like it wasn't as bad to Jinx be sparring, didn't but seem to face Tommy at all. At all at all even the even the nice ones that he landed and he did land some nice clean hits right like he but he got one to the to the right cheek and like tommy's head went back and then immediately snapped right back forward i was like oh he's fucking eating a gum gum fruit like <laughs> you know who else's head is snapping back and forth right now fucking andrew tate every time one of them appeals get put it's back and denied and he has to sit in that fucking romanian jail i guarantee you his head is you fucking know spinning. how to make Romanian jail sound infinitely more terrifying? It's Vlachian jail. Because it really is Vlachia. As y'all know by now, I'm sure most of our listeners of the pod know. Um, UFC, was he ever a champion? He was, he was a former kickboxer. He was a kickboxer? I thought he did compete in the UFC, like... A little bit, right? I don't know. To, not, to not much acclaim. If he's a kickboxer, it means they can't do any of the ground game. And the ground game in UFC is like uh, more yeah, than half the battle. So. Apparently, his ground game is lack, extra lacking because they uh, they took him down quick uh, in Romania and have kept that man down. Um, y'all, Top G is no longer Top G. Um, and it looks like it is continuing to get worse for him the more evidence comes out and there's just all kinds of reports of him and his brother like threatening witnesses from like the inside and stuff like that one of the other things they have done though uh, outside of the atrocious sex trafficking uh, and um, sexual violence that they've committed being a general douche is bring light to the booming Romanian cam girl industry. One of the things, one of the scams they were running, right, was to lure these girls in and then they would blackmail them in ways into doing these cam performances for them because Romania just so happens to have a very like booming cam industry. So now that some of Andrew Tate's tactics are being brought to light. The women who are taking place in the um, new emerging cam industry that's happening in Romania are asking for the government to like step in and kind of, you know, close down on some of the gray areas that exist and put tighter regulations and and not restrictions, but like, you know, more like safe holds to keep things like what Andrew Tate is doing from happening. Right. Um, Because as the Internet continues to boom, I mean, you know, the fucking porn industry and the sex industry has always been at the forefront of the Internet. This new cam industry is really like, you know, changing as far as things like OnlyFans and stuff like that is like the the creators themselves the women themselves in this case are able to take more much more autonomy and ownership over the content they produce and what kind of content they produce um now more so than ever right even also how people consume what they produce exactly and and who is making money off of that content 
OnlyFans has completely shifted the paradigm and you no longer have to go meet with some skeezy producer in some back alley motel right to enter into this space you can yeah. do it from the comfort of your home with a partner of your choice right and with that being said as this witch hunt against porn continues right like even the likes of fucking kanye west now are like preaching against porn when kanye has been like front and center at avn like the adult video he also awards. made a music video where it was him and like eight other people all laying in bed <laughs> right with this push against like sexual liberation and this push against like porn and sexual content that is kind of we are kind of seeing more of coming from the GOP and the conservative right wing of America. It would be a wild statement to hear that something like OnlyFans is actually helping people improve their sex life, wouldn't it? Honestly, it doesn't shock me. Really? Uh, you don't think... So you're it's like not... game <clears throat> You're not a... Okay, so... When In this you, case, it's literally studying game tape. <laughs> Alright, so you're not a subscriber then to the porn is like harmful or damaging to like people's expectations of the reality of what sex is. Then. I mean, both can be true. No, sorry guys, she's not gonna have nine tails shoot out of her ass. What? <laughs> what kind of porn are you looking at? <laughs> Expose yourself a little bit just now? No, I was just thinking of like what a random like hentai or furry porn, and then I went to the mm. Kitsune Japanese legend of the nine-tailed fox. So you're so you're looking at Naruto porn. It exists. I'm sure it does. <laughs> According to the uh, study published by Springer's Sexuality and Culture Journal, several participants surveyed found that they had actually learned more about sex while using the OnlyFans app. Hey, I didn't know you could put it in there. Really? Nothing? <laughs> Shh. I was trying to read because I, I was, I was in the again. hole. Yeah. I didn't know you could put it in there. <laughs> Yo, I mean, the more you read into this article, the more it does kind of like seem like that. It's almost like OnlyFans has the opposite effect of the hardcore porn effect, right? Where dudes think you got to go in there and jackhammer that shit and they don't know anything about foreplay, right? And you should hit on your stepmom because... <laughs> <laughs> or your stepsister, especially if she's stuck right like if she's stuck anywhere that's your opportunity to um make magic happen or the opposite of that is happening on OnlyFans, and it's still magic because a lot of people are learning things about how to actually like pleasure their partner from OnlyFans by watching and there's a lot of like actual couples content on OnlyFans where people do get to watch a less produced version of it, but it's still well produced. This is a tangent, but I already know where it's going, okay? I'm telling you ahead of time. Remember the show Heroes? Yes. Well, in the second season of Heroes, there was a person who developed this power where it was like visual muscle memory. Okay. Anything that she could 
Anything she saw a human body do, she could then do. You see where I'm going to connect with this? Okay. It's like studying game tape. Oh, that does that? Well, maybe I should try that, and I get that reaction. Well, according to the data from the study, 41% of the 425 people that they engaged in the study actually tried things that they had learned while using the app and said that they had successfully achieved some kind of new understanding through their exploration and um, <laughs> discovering even new things about their sexual orientation. <laughs> so it's like in the in Mario when you jump at the top of the flag and you slide down at the fireworks shootout. <laughs> That's extremely appropriate for this analogy. Luigi, it's a rainbow. <laughs> Did I just find out I'm gay? <laughs> <laughs> Or maybe because of OnlyFans, you found out she was into pegging. I don't know. Like, we don't shame here. But all I'm saying is... But it is, is still hilarious to make jokes. Maybe you're better off... I heard somebody once um, equate OnlyFans to, like, an online strip club, right? And I feel like I'm... And, and you know, cam sites too, right? Like, I'm going to throw cam sites in there as well. Like, OnlyFans is like, if you went to a strip club just to see a specific stripper. Right? <laughs> and it's like, no, I paid the monthly fee to get in here to see Tammy when she's on stage. You know, Tammy Bananas, you know, because <laughs> everything she do is bananas on that pole. <laughs> so <laughs> OnlyFans may be better bang for your buck if you are actually looking to improve your um, your sexual health. I guess, right? Not sexual health. I guess sexual knowledge, sex wisdom. No, I don't like the way that's that. Sexual intelligence. There we go. That's a good one. Yeah. OnlyFans might be better for you if you are looking for erotic content to improve your sexual intelligence than a Pornhub or a YouPorn or an eFucked. If you know what the last one is, you need Jesus. <laughs> I just thought that that was pretty wild, right? And like I said, it's a small survey, right? Like four in 25 people, that's not wild. But also four in 25 people that are willing to admit that they subscribe to an OnlyFans channel and that they learned something from that OnlyFans channel. Jesus would hang out in the strip clubs. Just think about it. He would always hang around like destitute, like the lepers and everything. So I mean, like, do you, you think they Jesus let hanging out at the wild at the wild shit with the? Am I saying lepers are in strip clubs? Is I was gonna say, to do say? you do you think they let lepers in strip clubs? Like, no, I'm pretty sure they get checked at the door, right? Like, <laughs> hey, yo, no, big man, you can't come in here with that. You can't come. I look. Well, I see. I'm not wearing sweatpants. I, I like. seen you. I seen you last week. I seen you last week. Just because you got the sweater on now doesn't mean I know you don't have them sores underneath of there. Whether it's the heroin or the leprosy, as you claim. Look, I see. Like half your face is gone now. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. No. I had an auntie who had the leprosy too. She used to smoke it out of a tinfoil pipe, my man. No, but seriously, <laughs> I'm on the list. Check. Jesus has a table. Yeah. No. <laughs> Nope, not seeing any Jesus here. Maybe you should go to church. <laughs> or the rehab clinic up the road. Go to go get that methadone. Stay away from jungle jammers. 
Oh shit, the name was Jesus. Damn, Jungle Jammer sounds like a wild racist strip. Yeah, I was about to say, that definitely <laughs> sounds like... Oh, Welcome so, to Jungle Jammers. This is one that I was thinking of earlier this week. So, what's an example of something that was always racist, but was kind of just like a thing, and now lately you're like, oh, that's really racist. America. <laughs> <laughs> I'm expecting a much more micro answer than that, but that is not a bad answer. Ooh, commercials. Ooh, that's a good pick. Because I always think about that, like, Cheerios commercial where they had the interracial couple and, like, people wild the fuck out and they were like, how dare you? Bring that kind of jungle fever into my household. I still think one of the most bizarre advertisements I've ever seen, where it was like the DC, you could come visit the Friends studio in DC, and in the ad it was three black people. I'm like, that's more black people than were on the entirety of Friends. Yeah, no, I mean, when you really stop and think about it, that's why I think it's funny anytime somebody complains about multi. Uh, racial or multi-ethnic casting in a show and they're like oh it seems like they're trying to mark a checklist and I'm like well have you been For to a bus your father it really did I'm have you been to a bus station like or an airport or the DMV in your local area right like multi-racial multi-ethnic multicultural is more reflective of modern America. It just is. Watch right? the first two episodes of How I Met Your Father and tell me that that doesn't feel like a checklist. That's more, I would say that's more on the writing than it is on the casting. Because if the casting is done right, watch a BBC. You know, definitely, you're right. It's watch a BBC show. Writing those characters, you're like, oh, we need to get this, we need to get Asian and uh, Dude, it's, adopted and lesbian. Uh, let's just write this character and then you get a it's because it's because the casting is it's because the casting is multicultural the writer's room is not right and watch a bbc show they do multicultural casting just fine and you would never even like okay excuse me watch a bbc show fucking um watch avatar sandman Ooh, another great one yeah and that was very multicultural, multiracial casting. Without any necessary. And you didn't feel like it needed, you didn't feel like it, but it did. It marked every single checklist that was needed. It had a genderqueer character. It had a person of color character. It had all, all that shit. All that shit. And you didn't complain about it marking checklists. Yeah, not at all. No. Not at all. Even though it, it didn't feel that way. No, it didn't. And that's because in America, we still do multicultural, very heavy handed, right? Actually, the way that the show present, because I never read the Sandman comic. So like the way they presented death in Sandman yeah. as like a beautiful, very warm and loving black woman. I was like, oh, I like when I met her, I had I thought she was literally just a friend of the Sandman's. Right. Of Morpheus. Morpheus. Yeah. yeah. And then she was like, oh, that's his sister? Okay. And then you find out that she's death. And the way that she welcomes people in, I'm like, oh, that's like a really well-written character. And it, like, 
her role could have been filled by anybody. America still has a problem with writers' rooms, dog, and it's because the, ever since the writers' strike, the Hollywood has like strategically been keeping writers down. I remember John Stewart made a joke about this when uh, somebody confronted him about it. He's like, "I can't believe we don't have a multicultural writers' room." What do you think, Kevin? How about you, Bob? Right, okay, so, but to bring it back, though, uh, not just commercials, right, but writers' rooms, Hollywood, in general, right? Like, as progressive as Hollywood likes to seem, it is, Hollywood is super racist, right? Like, we can't even get, it. like, there was a whole debate on all these black male British actors getting um, British, like, roles, right? Like, when Get Out came out and Daniel Kaluuya got casted as the main lead in that. There was a debate amongst, uh, you know, black actors in the space on what's up with all these British actors getting all these roles, but all of these uh, American black actors. Pedro Salvo was an incredible stringer bell, uh, for the record. That's how tight the spaces though right like that's how much of a demand there is for this diverse casting right and not just diverse casting in the acting space it's also like it's it's oh it's crying out like the need for multicultural writing and homo and like for that to become the new homogeny in hollywood is so like obvious it's insane that they're pushing back against like the old guard is pushing back against it so hard i think renner and i even said on that episode to you we were like no this felt like a group of white men trying to cover a checklist yes when, when how yes. i met your father it is and that's what happens when you do that right like and that's why people just aren't going to the fucking movies anymore it's not because we're tired of seeing the same stories. It's because we're tired of seeing the same people in these stories. And the way they tell those stories, it's always the same. So put a different guy in there. And it doesn't have to be James Bond. Like I was reading an article earlier um, from a black contributor who was making the point that blackwashing characters is disrespectful to black stories right and to black viewers because it's a cop-out right instead of coming up with something original or giving somebody who has an, a new story to tell the chance to tell that story or tell a story that hasn't been heard like black panther right right you know and allowing ryan coogler to do that the way they did the, the way him and Chadwick Boseman did that, right? That's what we need more of, right? Uh, and that's why I said Blade was just as important, if not more important, right? Um, than Black Panther. Because even though we've seen that story before, this is now he a chance. He was just a dope character who happened to be black. Right, and that's what we need more of, right? The less focus on the fact that he's black and of course that can always be a part of that character and that always should be a part of that character the way namor and 
uh, Wakanda Forever, you know, they, they fully had like that Aztec South American representation for the Atlantean people, right? And I that, I totally felt that. Still have yet to watch the movie. I'm watching it because somebody who I know who I won't call out said they call it Wakanda Forever because the movie never ends. And <laughs> I am watching it as a mini series <laughs> because this movie's like two and a half fucking hours long dog it's fine dude i just crossed the halfway no, mark of one piece no it's not fine like what i i'm cool with it because i like that we now have the capability for that level of storytelling to happen i remember like you know some of the longest movies uh we heard of growing up titanic. were like titanic and malcolm x and lord of the rings right lord of the rings are still fucking long as shit uh malcolm x is like four hours long so roots <laughs> like roots is legitimately a miniseries <laughs> But I mean, some of these Netflix miniseries, though, is just like 12 hour movies. So. <laughs> some of these Netflix movies are just six episode miniseries. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The lines are being blurred here. Um, like The Irishman? <laughs> probably should have been yeah. like a three, one oh, hour yeah. part. Yeah, right? And I'm always like, why are we making. But that's, that's the point, right? It's because Hollywood is so money driven and that also inherently leads to racism right <laughs> because the power structure supports the power structure and at this moment the power structure is designed to propagate and propel white people and, and um, in the episode that's the reason be- why we didn't even name a black guy as superman earlier because in this world only white guys can be you know the ubermensch and the prototypical fascist um good guy because because the real answer is everything is racist that, i'll leave a link to gerard carmichael's golden globes uh monologue in the episode description because it is hella relevant what is your answer to your question? What is something that you have just discovered is way more racist than you thought it was? Uh, anytime people saying, anytime white people say other things are cultural. <laughs> You're like, anytime I say one, anything one on this podcast. Once, this was a few years ago where I ran, like I needed her to take me to my car. I probably, if I'm in the car with her, it was probably for her to take me to my car. Uh, there were some people walking in front of the car, like, before we could turn in, and my mom's like, have you ever noticed black people walk so slow? And I'm wow. like, no, mom, I haven't, because that's a generalization. She's like, it's cultural. I'm like, mom, that is not cultural. I mean, she's not wrong. I also feel like it's regional, though. It's not cultural. Yeah, and no, I- it's regional to Richie Highway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, what won't be reasonable moving forward is cannabis ads on Twitter. Twitter has once again made history and not because of Elon Musk this time, although I guess he has something to do with this in the long run. Um, but they will become the first social media platform to allow cannabis ads. I'm guessing in states where it's legal. I'm saying cannabis ads because that's what the ad says. But I mean, yes, probably in states. I don't know. Yeah, I guess that's uh, you can regionally like lock that shit. 
I mean, at this point, 21 states out of the 50 states in the union have That's some like form of, of legal cannabis. So it's not a weird move at all, right? And I don't even think it's that risky of a move, right? Because as you said, that's almost half of the states in the union. And I and I, any reasonable person would project that within the next 10 years, that number will probably be at way more than half yeah. right like at least 75 percent. eventually they're gonna realize like oh wait we're rednecks we like weed too well i mean it's an easy crop it's good for most a lot of times it's good for the soil that you grow it in with and we like smoking reefer when we drive our tractors too and with the current push that is happening with psychedelics, I feel like the normalization of weed cultivation will probably just become part of the American agricultural structure as we know it. How do you think rednecks go-to way to smoke weed is? A rednecks go-to way to smoke weed? Yeah. I immediately feel like lots of rednecks are carrying glass bong, or not, or not carrying, but collecting glass bongs and shit like i can just see like dude in his overalls and like his car heart just like you know getting off the tractor going and like sitting down in the shed and ripping his ball all of the weird shit he smoked out of or a like, bowl oh my god this one yeah. time i smoked out of an apple i don't think it's weird to smoke out of an apple now right like that's fairly you've never done that before i mean yeah i've done it before exactly like, like that's like a rite of passage is to smoke out of a weird like fruit also a soda can. Can you smoke out of a mango? I've smoked out of, like, you know, like, all kinds of random shit. Definitely a soda can. Yeah, uh, don't do that, right? Don't do no. that, but it... Or aluminum it foil. Do it no. once. Aluminum foil bowls either. Stay away from that shit. That shit'll rot your fucking, like, brain cells, dog. Like, with Elon at the helms, not surprised that Twitter has made this move. I wonder how long it'll take Facebook and, you know, the metaverse to catch up with that uh and that's really like the rest of the major like apps at that point and so my question is what is the through line from twitter allowing cannabis ads to a super bowl ad for fucking uh like moon rocks or some shit you see, it's not that far because there were photographers at Draymond Green's wedding and he legitimately had a blunt book. Yeah, no, that's, I, I'm totally, especially the millennial Zoomer generation, they are much more about cannabis consumption than they are alcohol consumption. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, what was it? I think in so 20... Was the Pope? In 2017, it might have been 2017. That would be controversial. They have to do the whole wine thing. 2017, 2019, um, cannabis consumption surpassed alcohol consumption amongst the 20 somethings for the first time, like ever, in the country. With legalization continuing on the trajectory that it is, I think we will see more normalization and like we've got to see more normalization right of cannabis consumption so my my question is is how long do you think it is before we see snoop dogg ripping a fat fucking bowl on a super bowl ad 
saw it during the halftime show. It's literally how... We saw it during the halftime show. Yeah, no, that's... Yeah, we did. We literally saw saw it during the halftime show. We did. We did. So my question is, is how long before we see somebody ripping a fat bowl during the Super Bowl? On a commercial? Yeah, on a commercial. Come on, the the title... The Super Bowl. And, like, that pun has to be made now. And you know it's going to be made. Do you? Who do you think will do it first, though? You kidding me? It's Snoop and Willie. <laughs> it's Snoop and Willie, and it's, it's going to be, be an entire cannabis or like all of the people. They're, it's literally just going to be Snoop and Willie, and then all of a sudden, Dr. Dre shows up. Smoke weed every day. Yeah, R.I.P. Nate Dog. That, yeah, gonna... I feel like five years is reasonable. That's that's like a reasonable expectation. But are you kidding? Like you have to just literally pick the people that are the most synonymous with it and the most popular, you think... the most beloved, which of course would be Willie Nelson and Snoop Dogg. You're being, you're also being very um, hopeful, assuming that Willie Nelson will be alive in five years. I think so. How old is fucking Willie Nelson? Isn't he like seventy something? He might be older, but he's also like, he's also been smoking weed so long and been so happy for so long that, you know, like, joy extends years, man. It does, though. It does. Willie Nelson is 89. <laughs> 89 fucking years old. So that's five years. We are giving him till 95. <laughs> right? Ooh, here's a take. The more it ticks up, the more he's going to get beloved the way Betty White was. Ooh, do you think Willie Nelson at this point is like the white male version of that Betty White meme? Who doesn't like Willie Nelson? Nelson. Yeah. Yeah. And for no reason, right? Snoop Dogg actually is on record saying that Willie outspokes him. I can believe that. But Willie also was like smoking weed back when weed, weed wasn't shit. Yeah. And they had to lace it with like fucking PCP and shit. And I guarantee you, Willie's fucked her out with more of that type of shit than Snoop. Yeah. Oh, no. Absolutely. Oh, I am sure Willie has smoked some lay shit that would make anybody, that would probably make fucking Mick Jagger be like, oh, my God. <laughs> Smoking with David Bowie, and David Bowie's like, maybe I'm not gay. <laughs> I should propose to Amon. No, that's what the fuck happened. This nigga smoked with Willie Nelson and came up with that whole spiders from Mars shit. <laughs> Ziggy Stardust and the rise and fall of Ziggy Stardust, Stardust and the spiders from, from Mars. Mars. Yes, yes. You heard it here first. For everybody that's who real hasn't put the pieces together. Insider information. I stole the Ziggy moniker from David Bowie. Like everybody else has at this point. Break. Rolling my R's through Spanish. You're so loud. <laughs> also, um, thank you. Stoop found us. Thanks to you. Okay, so this... I, thanks to we the We haven't mentioned this in a long time, so I just want to give all of our potentially new listeners an insight on the game we play here. So, it is called Hide and... Or do we go with Sneak and Snoop? <laughs> Is it Hide and Snoop or Sneak and Snoop? It's Sneak and Snoop. Sneak and Snoop. It's gotta be Sneak and Snoop. So, this game's called Sneak and Snoop. Really easy. It's like the game. If you know, you lost. Not the game, but the game where if you know, you lost. lost. So, you just kind of keep track of 
whenever the last time Snoop Dogg appeared in your life? Commercial, a song popping up, someone mentioned Because him. at he's this point, fucking everywhere. he is ubiquitous amongst pop culture. Like he the is... longest I have gone without Snoop finding me is like three and a ooh, half days. Ooh, how long be before Snoop Dogg is a more recognizable figure than Superman? Probably gonna take a couple of religious mosaics. <laughs> Ooh, how long before Snoop Dogg is more recognizable than Jesus? I think Superman is more recognizable than Jesus at this point. I know the Coca-Cola logo is, so I don't know how to feel about that. Um, I think the most ubiquitous figures in pop culture globally is the, like the three most are like Mickey Mouse, Hitler, and Jesus. Um, well, if we're talking logos, if we include logos in that. Hitler is a pretty distinct one. Coca-Cola is more distinct than all of them. Are we really going to have a Coca-Cola versus Nazis debate here? No, because Coca-Cola didn't want to have that debate, and that's why we have Fanta. Don't you want a Fanta? <laughs> Don't you want a... Don't you want a Fanta, Fanta? <laughs> Don't you want that genocide? <laughs> das genocide. <laughs> Oh, we're never getting that NPR. Yeah, nope. It has to be said at least once an episode. At yep. <laughs> if we didn't say it, then that means we might be closer to it. And therefore, I have not done my job at making this podcast as subversive as possible. <laughs> People are like, we is are always go. We, we will never. All right. If you guys haven't figured out that this podcast is like the Tim and Eric of podcasts yet, then then you're not you're clearly not paying attention to the style that we have cultivated we here. Our podcast is weekend update meets drink champs. So on Adult Swim. So yeah. you let you tell me what you think that show would look like, and then you send us down to William Street and you tell them to cut the check because if this podcast is gonna fly anywhere, it's on Adult Swim. Oh yeah. Right? <laughs> Not even Comedy Central. This is Maybe like like a slightly more serious Eric Andre. This is like 1.30 in the morning type content. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm glad you guys are here for it every fucking Sunday or whenever the podcast comes whenever out. Whenever I'm able to get it out. Um, especially considering the internet as we know it may be changing. It's the end of the net as we know it. Maybe. And I'm confused. Well, that's why we're here to break it down for you. There are two uh, considerable things happening as far as the internet and socials are concerned. Uh, which one do you want to start with, Zig? How about we start with the one that I know about specifically, and that is the Supreme Court case regarding Section 230 that is actually trying to see if social media companies can be held liable for what is posted on their website. So Section 230 defines internet culture as we know it is the reason why websites can offer platforms for critical and controversial speech without being constantly worried about getting sued, right? Um, so officially, it's like a judgment that came down, I believe, During in the, the early 90s, uh, 1996, that essentially says that websites and isps cannot be held responsible for content that they have reasonably tried to uh you know not restrict but regulate 
Right. Um, it's so not Reddit's fault that r slash jailbait exists. As long as the website has a TOS system and they actively try to discourage harmful or violent or hateful content, then they cannot be held responsible for something that may slip through and is produced by one of their subscribers. Right. Um, but that model that ruling came down quite kind of before social media was the beast that it is now you don't say social media wasn't a behemoth in 1996 or neither were the algorithms right because this this specific case is more focusing on At that time amazon.com was a bookstore in this case is more focusing on algorithmic feeds than it is social media what the parents of the victim here are insinuating is that if it were not for YouTube's algorithm, right, then the terrorists who were radicalized by the content that they consumed on the platform and YouTube can, I guess, loosely be considered a social media platform, if not, you know, just a whole out website was pushed like to I them because of YouTube's algorithm, right? And they lost their daughter in the terrorist attacks that happened in Paris due to the radicalization that the terrorist that committed the act was subject to because of YouTube's algorithm, right? So that is essentially what the, without naming names or giving specific details, that is the gist of what the Supreme Court case is about is should YouTube and Google be held accountable for the content that was that radicalized the actors in the terrorist act because of the algorithm pushing more radical content on them, right? And the YouTube CEO just resigned last week, right? Susan Wachowski, yes. But I don't think that has, it's, it's a coincidence. I don't think that has much to do with this case though and the case isn't going the way a lot of people thought it was or is going quickly in one direction as a lot of people thought it was but i do think it poses an interesting question do you think that taking algorithms into which are a creation of that company that controls the website Right. Do you think they should be held accountable for that kind of radicalization? Because, like, let's take it outside of, like, you know, Al Qaeda and ISIS. Look at how many right wing terrorists in America have been radicalized because of the kind of content that they are fed due to these algorithms. Now, there is something to be said for them initiating the search, but the algorithm is the beast that will feed While your you're insatiable talking, I'm need about this i think the algorithm is too radical if the way you're describing it like it shouldn't take four videos for you to go from cnn covering an attack to jihadist beheading a journalist like which can happen if you make the right clicks like that shouldn't take four clicks like that should take like 20 fucking clicks yeah. of you going into progressively more 
extremist videos. Now, and I once think, you get to a certain yeah. point, YouTube should be like, oh, they take 20 fucking clicks to get to this? Yeah. Maybe this is a problem video. Maybe we should die. Right. Yeah, now, I think there is something to say that, you know, four clicks might be a bit of an exaggeration, but it's not, right? Like, that's four clicks is when you get to, like, that's when you get to digging, right? And then 20 clicks later, you're, like, deep into D.B. Cooper being, like, a flat earther who was actually traveling inside of the hollow Shangri-La and how the Jews are behind you not wanting to know anything about it and COVID is a lie and the lizard people are kidnapping babies, right? Like, and that's why YouTube doesn't even push conspiracy theory content in their algorithm like they used to because they were made to realize the problem that it was creating, right? I'm going to show you the power of four clicks. While you're talking, before you talk, give me a topic, a person, a place, an event, a thing. I mean, if we really want to play this game, I could see, I could say JFK. There we go. Right? No, no, because that's too easy. That's obviously going to go bad in four clicks. Okay. Right? Um, start with Tom Holland. Okay. I'm doing this on Wikipedia. I'm going to see how wild I'll tell you each click while you're talking. And I'll this is four. on Wikipedia. And this is on Wikipedia. Okay, but as we're talking, though... How do you feel, right? Like, cause I mean, I don't really, I, on, if you're asking me, I don't really feel like a website should be held accountable for the kind of content that its subscribers post. If it is actively, um, you know, trying to negate that kind of thing. But I do think that web, this should be a call to these social media platforms to kind of like tighten up a little bit here on the things that they do. And a lot of people will be like, oh, that's just tampering down on free speech. But the problem we have right now, if we're really looking like at what I think might be the core issue here is, is when does free speech become inflammatory, right? Like fake news, disinformation, conspiracy theories. First click. In The Impossible, Holland played a teenager trapped with his family in the hyperlink 2004 Indian Ocean earthquake and tsunami. Let's go there. Continue. But you feel me? So like, that's, I mean, I, I think that really is the core of this discussion is do we hold websites responsible for the preachings of a madman especially if those preachings happen to connect with other mad people and those mad lads go off and do a terrible thing second click the energy released on the earth's surface by the 2004 indian ocean earthquake was estimated at 1.1 times 10 to the 17th joules this energy is equivalent to over 1,500 times that of the hyperlink Hiroshima Atomic Bomb. Let's go there! You know where this is going. So, I don't think that this will actually go to the place that a lot of people think it's going. And will end up where they rule in favor 
of the victim's family, even though I do feel like, you know, the victim's family deserves justice in some shape or form. I just don't feel like this fight is actually the fight that they should be taking on when I think that what their actual gripe should be with the way we handle these radicalized terrorist organizations, right? Like we should be looking more into what leads a person down these rabbit holes and what creates an environment that makes people so susceptible to this kind of propaganda. Third link, nuclear weapons have only been used twice during World War II, both by the United States against Japan near the end of Hyperlake, World War II. Because it's not just Al-Qaeda, right? Like I said, the radicalization is happening here in the United States. As a matter of fact, Biden, the Biden administration, the Obama administration, both came out and it was demonstrated during Trump's presidency that this uh, right wing radicalization, conservative radicalization is more detrimental to this country than any kind of Islamic terrorism. Um, as a matter of fact, there have been major instances that have been thwarted throughout the last couple of years of these right-wing extremist demonstrators trying to take out these plans of actions on like you know major infrastructure facilities and things of that that nature so it what <sighs> we really did yeah i think the the root issue needs to be addressed and not so much so the websites that are allowing the hosting of this kind of content but i do think that we are reaching a point where the wild wild west that is the internet as we know it may be coming to an end in guise of some regulation and i think you know maybe at this point it with the reach that it has it might be more necessary than it was back in windows 95 days fourth click World War II is generally considered to have begun on the 1st of September 1939 when Nazi Germany under hyperlink Adolf Hitler invaded Poland. Four clicks from Tom Holland to Hitler. I mean, yeah, but that's not a loose association of Tom Holland with Hitler, right? Like, but I will give you that it only took four clicks to get to Hitler, which could in turn lead to radicalization of some kind for somebody who is a little over the edge and tired and doesn't have a great diet and spends way too much time staring at a screen and not enough time outside in the sun getting vitamin D, touching grass. Yeah, I'm, I'm hitting that We're one. We're talking to women. <laughs> like people and like not people. like objects. Yes. Um, that you just, you know, pay money to and they do things for you on camera. You know what's great? When you like smile at like an attractive cashier and they smile back and I'm like, Speaking oh, of she thinks I'm cute. paying money for interaction, as the fate of internet responsibility is being decided at the hands of the American Supreme Court, the internet industry as we know it, or more like the social media industry as we know it, is kind of, you know, taking step 
to uh, make some changes uh, ahead of the decision by progressively moving towards a platform that connects you to your social media profile. Facebook is now joining the likes of Twitter and which has got Elon Musk doing victory laps by announcing a paid verified subscriber platform. Uh, for $11.99 a month, you will get access to Facebook's verified program, which uh, gives you perks uh, of which, you know, I think include faster um, recovery support if you lose your profile, among things like that, right? As well okay. as the typical things that come with you a verified profile. This? You want my take on this? Yeah. Facebook wants me to pay for verification. Motherfucker, I have a profile picture from 2008. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You know what's the worst part? I look more or less the same. I didn't even know getting verified on Facebook was a thing. Nope. Obviously, this is more for brands and celebrities and influencers. Kind of like the end of MySpace? Kind of like the end of MySpace. So, my question is, is do you think has social media... Like, I mean, the jig is up. Everybody knows that the platform is free because you are the product. They're mining our data. So you can't, and Zoomers and millennials are beginning to participate in social media less and less. The uh, smoke and mirrors doesn't really work on Zoomers. Platforms like Discord and Reddit are growing um, that are wholly driven by the user. Right. And, you know, the data is out there now. Like, it is just becoming increasingly more evident that social media is harmful to people's mind states, especially the youth, right? Like, and especially women. The more data that we are looking at, the more we are seeing the effects of social media increasing depression and suicidal thoughts and insecurities. Uh, since the beginning of the year, that's been something I've been hearing bubbling up more and more. And actually, I was listening to uh, the Bill Simmons podcast and yeah. had an episode called The Predictions of 2003 of, or 2023 of Everything. Yeah. And uh, one of the ones they said that like in pop culture was going to be a bigger thing was like the damaging influence of social media specifically on young women yeah no uh the more data that comes out it, it is having a very marked effect on young women specifically right and as we talked about the loneliness epidemic right it is becoming in i think social media may be part of the driving factor of why everybody is feeling so lonely or not just lonely, but like finding is, it hard to connect IRL, right? I feel like this is also a little bit, maybe men are seeing like the lonely, loneliest generation side of it can be like seeing this world that they like can't enter. Yeah. Where they can't compete in. Where women are seeing it as a world that they can't attain. Um, And which is funny because there is a marked difference in the type of loneliness that men and women are experiencing. Women are increasingly of, especially of the Zoomer generation and millennial generation are becoming more comfortable with being single, right? Because women have more platonic close friendships 
than men. Men are increasingly finding it hard to have that kind of bond, right? Like men have less close friends on average than women do. And men are also at a higher rate, more likely to be single. So not are you more likely to be single as a man growing up in this generation, but you're also more likely to be lonely in the sense that you don't have as many close friends to like reach out and you know be vulnerable with in the sin in like the least manly sense of the word right and they think that you know some oh, people it's really easy for me i talk to a male friend and do a microphone and record it and broadcast it every week some people think that you know masculinity shouldn't be the main focus of why men are having this uh crisis of finding you know true connections regardless of sex but i think it can't be overstated the effects of social media and you know the idea of expectation right and your what level of which you should perform at which is why i think you know it would be in people's best benefit to remember that life isn't twitter right like it's not twitter is not a real place no it's not it's not real life right like the women on twitter who are complaining that men ain't shit and if you can't afford a thirty thousand dollar engagement ring then you don't you shouldn't even waste her time and you're probably like, gay those are the yeah and if you say good morning to your homies you're then you're gay, gay. <laughs> like that's not real that's not real life right and i think that as social media moves to more of a pay-for-play model, it will have the effect that Netflix trying to charge or play commercials, right, what had. And people are already becoming, you know, fed up with the divide that social media creates. And, and streaming services. And the insular bubble effect that social media has. Look, if, if you... The biggest takeaway, if you take it from last week's episode, like, we're paying subscription models to live in America, okay? Yeah. Everything is a subscription. And I think the real narrative behind, like, this discussion that's happening right now of the pay-for-play model of social media versus uh section 230 in the and who is accountable for the content that is being held is going to push people away from the internet lifestyle right because you know we can't rely on creators ethical responsibility no not at all dude um and you know i think just for for uh, an example of not ethical creator responsibility Anybody who hasn't heard the story, go into Wikipedia and look up the band Mayhem. I think and I'm sorry in advance. I think with this um, awakening that we are having here, which I do think we are having a social awakening, cultural awakening. I and I, you know, yes, even though it is taboo to use the term woke now, I think we will be moving back to a more functional reality and less virtual reality. Nothing gives more evidence than that, than the lackluster response 
that Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg have gotten from their meta project, right? Like they really thought their VR world was going to be the jam and that people were going to jump on that it shit like it was Second Life, It looks right? pathetic. Yeah, no, and, and... It looks like you throw on a VR headset and then you're playing Bubsy 3D. These social media companies moving to this pay-for-play model, I think is going to push society back to a point where the internet becomes a niche culture again right like because the economy is rough right now and the price of eggs well, think is... about it what services on the internet would people pay for youtube obviously yeah. i'm guilty of it yeah i mean I pay for youtube premium we're already paying for streaming services so the idea that we would also pay for social media on top of that is just more proof that none of this is normal but what should be normal is buying all your pokemon magic together Yu-Gi-Oh, flesh and blood card supplies board games at tokenmpg.com and if you use the promo code ziggy you get 10 percent off of your order and you'd be really helping us out you know you guys help us out by tuning in every sunday we really appreciate y'all spread the word tell come back again or just come back again. Either way, it all helps. And we'll be back at you guys next week. Do the week. like, subscribe, share. Y'all know the drill. You already know where to find us at the Flood Pod on everything. And that is on everything. And we'll be back at you guys next week. Deuces! Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. Time to-